This episode of Sorry Right Number is sponsored by Yummy Yeti. That's Y-U-M-M-I-Y-E-T-T-I. If you're a snack fiend and you love snacks, check out YummyYeti.com. Snack locally. I'm Damon. And I'm Audra. We are, oh Jesus, we are Sorry Right Number. I almost said our old podcast, Countdown oh. to Extinction. Oh God, that's <laughs> been a few, couple years now. That's been a couple years. Still, no. uh, still, still get some listens. So that's just kind of funny. But tonight's episode, folks, is uh, season three, episode seven, Heretic. Now, uh, before we get started on this one, I, uh, the, uh, I, you know, the shows are shot so like a soap opera, you know, it's mm-hmm. very basic. And, uh, but this one, of course, like many others, only has two locations. Mm-hmm. But the production value was up. It was pretty good for what it was. I mean, you could tell it was on the sound stage, but the lighting was good and the acting was okay. All right, I'll get into the uh, synopsis, and I guess we'll break it down from there. Arrogant art dealer, Hart, buys an expensive 16th century tempera painting from an art fence. An art, yeah, an art fence. Mm -hmm. Then lands in a a court of inquisition to face judgment for this act. So this guy's like an art dealer, but he's more like an art thief. He steals art or smuggles art that uh, from people and then sells it on the black market. So he's a double fence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he has one of his guys that brings him art, brings him a, brings him a crate, you know, because he just gets like it's almost like uh, when you you put a bid on a contained storage container. You don't know what you're getting. You're just paying a flat fee. And if you get something valuable, great. If not, you know, bust. Anyway, he, his guy here brings him a crate and it was like, it was, the guy was such a, a dick just for a heart guy, the art deal, dealer, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was such a dick because it was like, like the first thing he says to the guy is, put that out you know which you know i get it you know if someone was smoking a cigarette in my house i'd be kind of like hey take it outside you know but this was the 80s and everybody smoked everybody inside. smoked inside but but the thing is he says put that out and he dumps the ash and the guy goes to grab a uh you know grab the uh 
what do you call those things? Uh, well, he grabs something to open the crate, and then after the art guy the dealer guy dumps the ashes he lights up and starts smoking immediately right, after right. it was like oh you're just a dick i was like all right here we go so they opens the crate and it turns out there's nothing of really serious value at least not they're valuable but not what he's looking for right and uh he ends up uh uh finding this painting that's supposed to be super valuable i mean it looks silly it didn't look it that was, it had a creepy monk holding a bowl that and the bowl was in the in the box holding yeah. this brass bowl and then a guy no it was in, a wooden bowl it was a wooden bowl. oh it was a wooden bowl because okay. it, he the guy implied oh, right. that the bowl was, oh well go ahead i didn't mean to interrupt it, you. yeah it was the cup of a saint yeah and uh like or it was the cup of christ and, mm-hmm. and like on the painting on the ground laying in straw is a man in a loincloth who looks like he's being tortured so it's basically an inquisition painting exactly and so he says this is pretty valuable and then the um the guy that brings him his in his uh you know his crates was like well since you found something so valuable i want more and uh basically art tells him because the guy's uh striving to be like art which is a black market art dealer mm-hmm. and he's like well you're uh only way you're gonna get ahead is if you do what i did and that's just i found a guy that needed help more than you know i wanted what he had and he needed my help so i kind of basically bent him over a barrel and you know in true 80s fashion yeah it was very you know yeah, greed is good type of a thing mm-hmm. anyway he goes um uh, so you know you'll get your flat fee you're not gonna get more than that the guy's like well you're gonna get your comeuppance one day which of course that's what the show's about so yep. <laughs> so um, later that night he's uh, in his house by himself and all of a sudden he picks up the painting or the bowl and just out of nowhere uh, uh, one of the characters from the from the uh painting is in the room now that's another thing i hate i mean i get that these shows they don't have a lot of time to delve into the you know the person's reaction to the fantastical but a little bit of acknowledgement would make it a little easier to sell this that friar tuck just suddenly showed up in your living room yeah this friar shows up and he's just like (laughs) <laughs> and, and out of nowhere, he comes through a door. He just nope. he blinks and he's there. Mm-hmm. And and then the guy's like, "What are you doing? How'd you get in here?" You know. And, and then when they transport him, uh, the the guy you know tries to convince him to stop selling art and stop stealing art. And this belongs to everyone. Type of a thing, you know. Be one thing if you're putting it in a museum, but uh, or taking it back to where you got it but you're stealing from people then you're selling this art that's not yours and <clears throat> after fail after you know the guy couldn't get his point across to him he transports him into the painting into the scene and he's having an inquisition and he admits his wrongdoings and swears he's going to be better so they let him go yeah they gave him a chance because he yeah. confessed he confessed, so they let him go. So does he call the guy and go, let's put this in a museum? That he No, he tries to unload it. <laughs> and he's yep. always trying to sell it as fast. Which, as fast as he can. If you believe, so he believes he was sent, you know, transported, and he believes that that they judged him and he got away. 
I mean, he just, I mean, he didn't take the, take the hint. He's still going to try and sell it. And put, you know, they're the, the, the one thing that they were going to try him for. So I thought that was kind of stupid of him. But anyway, it wouldn't have a story if he didn't do it. Right. So he goes to try and, uh, he tries to unload it, can unload it. Finally gets the guy that, you know, initially got him the crate and the guy has him over a barrel now, so he gives him like he lowballs him, and he's like, "Fine, fine, I need the money." Just you know, he just wants to get rid of it, but he's not going to tell him this. And soon as he makes the deal, uh, the uh, the judge guy from the painting pops up, materializes in the house. <laughs> yeah. And they snatch him up, and they bring him back. And oh, he, they... remember he tries to burn the painting, and that's oh, they... that's right. When he tries to burn the painting, they show up. You're right. Mm-hmm. And then so they try him, and uh, he's nowhere to be found. He's in the painting. So the guy that goes to buy it from him shows up, sees the painting, is like, "Well, finally, I uh, he's not here. I'm just gonna take it." And all of a sudden, he's transported to to the place where he's going to be judged right and the guy the last you know the the heart guy he's already dead and hung up he had already been tried and lashed and or maybe he's not dead who knows but he's not going anywhere that's for sure if he's in the 16th century he'll die of infection soon if not if he's not dead yeah yeah i mean if he even if he survives his wounds he's uh he does that atmosphere. He's not vaccinated for, for yeah. what they got. Right. <laughs> well, it'll so. be straight up staff, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. so. So that was the story. And, you know, again, this was, it was okay. It's like last week's. It was okay. I didn't hate it. At this point, I just watch it to see if I can get something out of it that is amusing. At the very least, we'll get a funny conversation out of it. But right. This I, it's, is a meh. Yeah, it's a very meh. But I have to admit, the production value is much better this season. It's obvious they got a little more money to do stuff because even though they're still with the one to two room, and more no more than four characters format, uh, the, the production value is better. The well, soundstage is better. And I think, you know, like this is their third season. Mm-hmm. One would hope by now that they probably started off with a crew that was cheap, meaning inexperienced. Right. So now that crew has had the opportunity to learn, grow, and dial some things in. And then, of course, given more money, they can do it better. Yeah. Or maybe so. they hired better people. <laughs> I don't know. But, <laughs> but, you know, production value... It, it, it isn't just because oh they got more money so they could do more things no it means they got more money so they could hire more quality filmmakers yeah that too behind the scenes because they get paid the least yeah so what was uh what was going on in uh, 1986 1986 it was uh November 9th 1986. And as far as movies go, that weekend, uh, we have Hosiers. Oh, yeah. Uh, We have... It can't be that week. Well, this is what it says, but for some reason, I don't think this is it. But I guess, well, this also week, we have Firewalker, 
with uh, Chuck Norris and Louis Gossett. I actually oh. like that movie. I love Louis Gossett Jr. He's a great actor. Yeah. I like Chuck in the in the early uh, days, but he's I don't like Chuck as a person. I've never really been a big Chuck Norris fan. Oh, well. I think he's pretty awesome. At least the old movies. Um, the Whistleblower. And this was the Michael Caine movie. I don't remember that, but... No. Um... Manon of the Spring. Don't remember that one either. Oh, as a foreign film. Well, that but, would be why I remember I was in Boise. We ain't having none of their foreign films. Yeah, none of them cultures. <laughs> but you know this one, An American Tale. Oh, I guess of course we didn't watch that. Yeah, with Feifel. <laughs> My sister yes. loved that movie. And she loved Feifel Goes West, too. She would have been the age group back then. Mm-hmm. So, that was that for movies. For songs, for music, top five in the USA was Boston's Amanda. Oh, God. Yeah, Robert oh. Palmer, Didn't Mean to Turn You On. No, a good song. Love Robert Palmer. Love me some Robert Palmer. Um, Cindy Lauper. True Colors. Yep. yep. Uh, the Human League, Human. That was a good song. I like the Human League, you know. Um, they're one of the few, one of the many trio bands with the two women and one gay dude. It's kind of like B-52s. Kind of like Thompson Twins. Mm-hmm. Um, and number five, Madonna with True Blue. Oh, yeah. So, that that is... That wraps it up for... Uh, yeah, the that, Heretic. The <laughs> Heretic. Ugh. Well, it wasn't that bad. Alright, folks. It was better than the next one. <laughs> yes, we'll see. Yeah, that's kind of a backslide. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see you next week with uh, what was that next week's show? It was uh, oh, the serpent's tooth. Tooth. All right, folks. We'll see you then. Shoots. <laughs>